welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libation. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this, this is, is Life Pairings. <laughs> because life is hard. So pair with alcohol. Fireworks, hot dogs, red, white, and blue. Get ready for celebrating as today's life pairing is July 4th with a 4th of July. We discuss spies, July 2nd, and blast off. Woo! <laughs> Uh, we obviously are, are not actually American. Yep. But we thought since we did a Canada Day episode last year, check that out on our podcast world, uh, yep. we would do Independence Day or July 4th, whatever you want to call it, for America. Yeah, we owed it to them. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have some lovely American listeners. And, yeah. Uh, they are our neighbors and our friends. So we thought we'd talk a little about uh, their big day. Yeah. Yeah, what's it mean to you? So I've become obsessed lately with uh, <laughs> Queen Victoria has taken a little backseat to um, American presidents lately for me. Right. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt was stalking me in film and TV for books for a little while, so that's maybe part of it. Also, a couple of really good podcasts, Totalis Rankium and Cutting Class History, um, have really got me into this world, and it's so interesting. Right. Yeah, and... I mean, it's it's pretty rich in, like, um, I know the dollop does a ton of, oh, like, yeah. presidential, like, flubs, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy listening to, because you're just like, this guy was in charge? Like, we think Trump was bad, but then you go back <laughs> into history, and you're like, he's got nothing on this oh, dude. Oh, God. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, I kind of am more obsessed with July 4th as a historical concept. Right. Um, but I do love a good celebration. I like fireworks. I like an excuse for a hot dog. I love love a hot dog. Do you know what I love more than anything? And it's Mm -hmm. gross. Just a boiled hot dog, like a baseball park Frank. Right. Like a hot dog on the barbecue tastes amazing. But for some reason, just get it out of that fucking murky water and flip (laughs) her onto a white Wonder Bread bun. Oh, it's so good. Just ketchup. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an interesting holiday. Well, here, here's the thing. This is something that I sort of, uh, you know, the Americans get a little grief for, but I, I like to give mm-hmm. them a little credit for is they know how to celebrate stuff. They do. Like they really <laughs> are like, Hey, let's make this big and fun and egregious at times. But also <laughs> like, sometimes you're just like, did you need the 49th float? <laughs> yes. Um, but I do like, I kind of like it, man. You know, like I like that things are big celebrations. I like it builds community. It's, it, it's fun. Um, I have a lot of American family and truth be told, the celebrations just seem to be a little bigger down there. Like it's yeah. like, it's maybe the population. It may, I think it's a little bit more the culture, but it is fun. And it's like, yeah, like do it up. Like, and they really go hard on the red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, well, it doesn't mean a ton to me. It's Yeah, I was so- going to ask if you ever actually got to have a July 4th, because sometimes you're down in the States. Yeah, so we're always down in the States, typically on July 4th, which is, and Canada Day. So, which will right. be July 1st and then July 4th. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's kind of funny, right? The Where we go is down in Montana. So, actually, what it happens to be is, I- I'd say, like, 60% of the people are Canadian down there. Right. 
just because of where it is in Montana, there's not a big U.S. draw to come up. Like it's (laughs) pretty far north, right? And then for us, it's nice to go down because it's closer to us and it's like the lakes and everything. But yeah, I've had the opportunity to celebrate uh, both Canada Day and then July 4th, three days later, which is <laughs> That's pretty fun. And they sort of, it's funny because they, the, the people that run the place we go, they're just as into Canada Day. It's almost like they're like, you guys, you're not doing nothing for Canada <laughs> And we're just like, oh, let's see. We, we don't have any fireworks. They're like, go buy so, You know, like, yeah. it's become. I mean, it's just fun to have a celebration. Let's be honest. So we typically celebrate Canada Day in the U.S. And it's a bigger thing because they're like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of fun. Yeah. But yeah, that's, um, this is an easy sort of transition into the psychology. Mm. Um, is is the, the culture surrounding July 4th is very interesting to me. Right. Because it's it's pretty deep rooted into their belief system and what America was built on and what they feel they are, whether they are entitled to or what they celebrate having, which is freedom, which is independence, essentially. Right. Because um, it is Independence Day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's it's like these big celebrations are as as much as they are cotton candy and hot dogs and fireworks. Yeah, they really are, a, and you can feel it—a celebration of being free. Yes, of of these like ideas or ideologies of like you know like the pursuit of happiness is a big thing that continues that that mm-hmm. that's, gets said over and over again. They, Although I do wonder, like the whole freedom thing in America confuses me a little bit, just okay. because I'm like, oh, but, but I'm it's also a little shaky. To Super. I'm okay in other like we're also free in other countries. It's not. I don't. I think it. I think I read somewhere and now I can't find it. But they created their. They were the first places to like create their constitution about what government can do, versus like everywhere else would have had a monarchy and then they would have taken power away from the government. Right, and so they were, maybe that's why. But still, it's confusing. Well, Canada's a. You know, we are. We have. We are come from a monarchy. Yeah, you know we're still we're not we've discussed this a million times, but that's kind of w- where we like think a little differently. For them, it's like they made this up. Yeah, they're like this is how we wanted it to be, and I mean, the freedom aspect is a little shaky <laughs> in parts. Uh-huh. But if we're gonna, if we're not, gonna I mean, get to- before we, well, I don't know if you're gonna mention it, but uh, I, there is a very good point of they were fighting for freedom from the British. Yes. While having slaves who were not allowed to be free. Who were not free. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I, no one. I, you know, I'm trying to stay away from uh, condemning the, the Americans on their day, but it uh-huh. is hard. Oh, God, did they make it hard. <laughs> I mean, we also talked in Canada, when we were talking about our Canada Day, I think we talked about, like, all the shit that we did, too, in Canada. Oh, there yeah. is no country that has done. Oh, no, you're uh, building, if you're building a new, first of all, there are no new places. No. There are people there. Yeah. So you're essentially building your society on the backs of others. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I heard a, a um, I know what the Americans, uh, their big thing was like, you could come from another country and live there and build your American dream. Right. Is something they really lean heavy on. Yes. But yeah. there was a great saying, and I, and I can't remember who it was, um, but they were like, uh, they tell you that when you come to America, the streets are paved with gold. Nobody tells yeah. you that you'll be the one paving them. 
that's good. Yeah. Well, which I think is a incredible, uh, <laughs> look at what it really is it's like yeah you're not you you don't get to walk you're paving the streets Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah so i you know like there's there's a lot of stuff like we're as it's you know uh, coming from our side canada day we're just like woo, yeah red and white baby (laughs) but for them it's they really are like tied so deeply into their ideologies and they're so like that the whole patriotism like they are far mm-hmm. more patriotic in the states than we are here in canada yes definitely or maybe just in a different way yeah out they're outwardly patriotic and they're all I, i'm <laughs> yeah. really trying to stay away, word, away from the word egocentric but yes. <laughs> that ties into why the, this day is so big they're really yeah. like they the 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 thought is is like oh, this is the best. We are the best. This is the freest you get. And you're like, a lot of people down here don't seem like they're very happy. No. I mean, to be to be fair to Americans, America is a huge country, uh, both population and size-wise. A lot of people have never been outside of America. Mm-hmm. So they don't have any frame of reference. No. So and you're, they're that's... like, we're, they're like, freedom! We're like, you guys ever been to Norway? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty free, my yeah. friend. I mean, I don't think they just let you shoot anything in Norway, though. I think that's probably... That, yeah. You know, if that's what your freedom is. That's what I... But I... That's... It's tied in there. I mean, that is, like, a big part of what they believe is, like, you cannot tell us what to do. Yeah. Uh, we will do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and then they're like... Some, sometimes they're our own detriment. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But I mean, that's everybody in every country. That's everybody in every country. So it's it's this day specifically for them is a, is a really sort of symbolistic mm-hmm. way, you know. Uh, I mean, America is very symbolistic. That's a very good point. Like, I mean, there are so many things from the bald eagle. Oh, yeah. The, you know, obviously red, white, and blue, the flag, the, you know, even the, the green guy in money. The, the guy in the hat, who's he? Uncle Tom or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that might be, I don't know if that's right. <laughs> I um, know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, he, the it's the Yankee Doodle Dandy. It's yes. the, you know what I mean? It's like, and, and it's it's funny, like, how, like, tied to, like, this is, I mean, when did America become America? So they claimed independence in, uh, hold on, sorry, I have this written down because I was very shocked. Uh, they claimed independence in 1970, or sorry, 19, okay. 1776. Right. Uh, the war ended in... Uh, we weren't taught American history. Like my mom was, she said she learned a lot more about American history than we did. Well, it's it. I, I for the better, I think. And like mm-hmm. I said, like they are neighbors, they are friends. But they, it's like it was becoming like my parents have a lot more, um, sort of maybe a little less now. But growing up, I remember like they always were like, oh, you know, we could live in the states. That'd be so much better. And right, they, they're better, bigger, everything. And it's like. There's a lot of stuff that isn't, and it's just like that's kind of they kind of grew up thinking that and believing. Yeah. Like as Canadians, we get a lot of like, um, you know, kind of overshadowed, right? Even in, in our curriculum as well. Like I don't think we learned uh, the geography of the states until we were like in mid, like middle school. Yeah, and my mom said that that was one of the things that she like first learned. 
Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Okay. So the yeah declaration to become independent was 1776, but the war didn't end until 1783. Oh, okay. So. So 1783. Yeah. So it's still pretty new if you look at it. Yeah. Well, if you look at the history of Britain, the mm-hmm. like, the British Empire, then it's like, yeah, pretty new. Yeah. Queen Victoria yeah. wasn't even born yet. <laughs> I knew she'd sneak <laughs> in there somehow. <laughs> um, yeah. So really, I mean, I uh, you could really dive into a lot of uh, different things uh, in terms of psychology, but I kind of focused on just the fact that just like what's the why is everyone so bloody excited (laughs) (laughs) and and why is it such a big deal and it it, so it's not it's not just a day to them it's it's very much like this is what we want this is we built this and this is what we're celebrating yeah yeah so yeah interesting psychology well you want to hear my history do i take us into the past i was spoiled for choice i could there could be seventeen thousand things i could talk about here (laughs) but what i'm going to talk about i've been listening to a really good book called uh you never forget your first which is a biography of george washington i believe it's one of the first biographies of george washington to be written by a female oh cool yeah uh so it's quite it's quite good but uh, one of the things that we kind of always hear about in so George Washington uh, is the is the military stuff. I mean, if you think I'm a lot, Hamilton's going to feature heavily in this podcast. Today. <laughs> uh, if you think about Hamilton, you know, it's all about the war, all about George Washington being, you know, this military leader. Right. Uh, and so Alex Coe, the writer of this book, really kind of hot postulates or puts forward the theory that if he was much more than a military leader and if he had just been a military leader they probably would not be celebrating July 4th anymore so right. uh, it would never have gotten anywhere because basically half of the continental army had quit by the mid uh, 1776 oh my god so the war started in I think it was 65 that seems early. <laughs> um, and so they did, but they didn't have money because they weren't really like a, they were a new nation. They had generally gotten a lot of money from the British. That's where a lot of their trade was from. So there was not a lot of money to pay the soldiers of the army. So one of the things that George Washington did was he ran a lot of spy rings and revolutionary propaganda. And the other complication to this is that Britain promised freedom for any slaves who fought fought for the crown. Mm. And George Washington had a lot of slaves. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So that's a problem. So he was using propaganda as a tool to keep uh, the slaves from basically running off with the British. Right. Uh, So I am going to talk about... Uh, James Armistead Lafayette. Oh, my little my little Hamilton uh, nerd. My there, nerd. There you nerd. go. Yeah, my, I'm like, mm, yeah, I, I know that name. Now, did you know that uh, George Washington and uh, General Marquis de Lafayette, they're both white people? I thought they were black people because of Hamilton. 
Yeah. <laughs> I also have a huge crush on Lafayette. Oh, I know. I, you've, you've been you've been doing a deep dive on Lafayette lately. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think his name is David Dig- David Diggs. I don't know if that's how you say his first name, but yeah. Anyways, James Armistead uh, was born into slavery in Virginia around 1748. But when the Revolutionary War happened, he was given permission by his master to join the war. And he went under General Marquis de Lafayette who was the commander of the French allied forces. Now, obviously it's a little complicated because he may not have maybe volunteered. He may have been uh, volunteered for by his master, Mm -hmm. but they did. That's kind of controversial because if you did actually work for as a a soldier in the uh, war, you could have been freed as a slave. So, who knows? Anyways. But he ended up working as a spy. Okay. And he gained the trust of Bernadette. Bern- <laughs> no, let me try that again. <laughs> he gained the trust of Benedict Arnold. Ooh. Are you familiar with that name? Um, I know the, uh, is he of Eggs Benedict fame? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, he, he kind of hear that name as like a traitor name because he basically kind of was a traitor. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he was now working, Benedict Arnold was working for the British that he had started on the other side. Ooh, he's a turncoat. Turncoat, exactly. So uh, James Armistead, he posed as a runaway slave and went to the British and they hired him uh, to spy on the Americans. He was a double agent. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he was able to relay a lot of information because they gave him the job as a forager. So he was able to roam around the areas in between the camps. And also men would have disregarded his presence because he was, uh, he was a slave and he was black. And so they would have just talked freely in front of him. Right. Cause they he's, would. Yeah. So he's like, you guys are idiots. Yeah. He's like, you never question why I'm writing all this stuff down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so he actually then was sort of pr- promoted, I guess. He ended up in the headquarters of General Cornwallis, who was kind of the big British general. And he asked him to spy on Lafayette. So again, double agent. I know. So I was like, he's like a triple turncoat. I know. Time. It's very confusing. Um, so he was able to collect a lot of uh, British army and naval uh, intel as well as he would then be passing on false information to Cornwallis that Lafayette would have been giving him. Right. So so he was able to actually relay uh, specifically a bunch of information to allow George Washington and Lafayette to prevent the British Navy from bringing in a whole bunch of reinforcements. Because obviously if you're fighting a war in America, you have to bring all those people from Britain. It takes a while. So all their resources are really dependent on the Navy. And they uh, managed to create a blockade, which basically crippled the British military and led to a victory in Yorktown. And the British officially surrendered after this on October 19th, 1781. Oh, Jesus. So hugely beneficial to the war. He was the one that got basically got all this information around. And like I said, and like this... Um, author pointed out that it wasn't just about the military stuff, right? Like if they didn't have these spy rings running around, 
then we'll probably may not have been celebrating July 4th. So uh, he did not get his freedom, though. No. So freedom was offered to slave soldiers, but because he was a slave spy, that's different. Fuck. Yeah. This is a lot of, a lot of loopholes they're getting off on here. Yeah. Yep, yep. So actually, Lafayette, he had, after the revolution was when he went back to France, and then he came back, and he actually petitioned for James's freedom, and he did get it in 1787. And so therefore, he adopted Lafayette's surname, because actually his James Armistead is the name of his uh, master. Oh, my God. So that's why he calls himself Lafayette. Uh very cool. And he was able to buy land, become a farmer, and raise a large family. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. So, usually, like, why we know the name Bernadette Arnold and we don't know James Armistead or James Lafayette, maybe they do in America, and I, they, I just, this is a new thing I had heard of, so. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, Very that's cool. my, little, my little history story. I like it. And I like that we got Lafayette in there because he, that's my favorite <sighs> part of him and the King and uh, Hamilton are my faves. Yeah. Um, I've watched that where he, like, speed wraps 337,000 times. I know. He's, oh, he's so he's good. Ju- I love him so He's much. just so cool. He, I saw him first in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And then he's in that. He's in Snowpiercer. He's very good in Snowpiercer. He's also in Mixed Dish. I mean, this guy is amazing. He can do, <laughs> he can rap, he can sing, he can play a Frenchman, and then an American in two plays. In one play, I mean. Yeah. And then he can be a comedian, and then, yeah, anyways. Yeah, because he switches, doesn't he? Like, yeah, halfway, halfway through. through he, yeah, exactly. Which yeah, I was he always plays very... Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, I was always confused by that. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, confusing. I was like, when is he gonna rap again? <laughs> That's what I kept thinking. I was like, why is this guy not rapping? Like, like doing the fast rap? And then yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Different yeah. Guy. Shall I bring us into the future? Yes, please. Uh, the U.S. of A. for the most part is open for business, baby. Oh yeah. COVID, COVID over. COVID over. Uh, which it's not, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But America has the freedom to choose if COVID is over or not. Um, that is very true. They're like, bring your guns. We doing this. Um, <laughs> so I was looking for just one story, something that would be like, oh, this is like a big thing. The problem is, is that every uh, single like every there's every parade is back. Every fireworks right. event is back. It's like the Roaring Twenties. They're like, go out, <laughs> mingle, do stuff, get outside. So um, I couldn't help but like looking to see like every uh, city is doing like the most uh, insane fireworks display. Well, of course, they probably have the last year's supply still. Yeah. And they <laughs> everyone feels like they have lost freedom during COVID. Yeah. Everyone feels like they've been like, you know, kind of made to stay home and, and not got to do anything. So, yeah. So they're definitely uh, <laughs> ramping it up. Yeah. It's ramped up. Like, I'm looking Two at times the freedom. Yeah. More freedom, more fireworks. <laughs> uh, which I, I do, I, I really do like the loosey goosey uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> regulations surrounding uh, fireworks in the States. You can just go to oh, like yeah. any corner and just buy like, 
uh, thousands of dollars worth of industrial grade fireworks. <laughs> it's insane. And yeah. and I have. It's so yeah. fun. <laughs> uh, I was burnt down a uh, um, um, whole hill in Montana one time. <laughs> well, that's that's uh, impressive. We had a wonky one and it went up oh, into the no, bush yeah. and we're just like, we're waiting for it to happen. We like turn around. <laughs> there's a big fire behind us. <laughs> so we all doused our sweatshirts in the yeah. uh, water and ran up the hill. Oh, yeah. you saved you saved the hill. Well, we I don't know that we're the heroes here. Um, <laughs> we 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 put a scorch mark on the hill. The, okay, yeah, so I'm glad well, it didn't get out of control. Left, left your so, mark. Yeah, I encourage you if you live down in the states to just like find your local fireworks display or let it find you because it's going to be huge. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. There's parades. There's like I'm excited to see what this looks like and what yeah. the repercussions might be. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of burns. Yeah, I feel like a lot of this is going to be a big year. Some, that's something we've covered in the past is like the burn ratio of fireworks <laughs> oh, displays are so high. Yeah. Because they're so dangerous. And mm-hmm. also just like if you mix booze with that, if you if you mix a little freedom juice in with the old uh, bang bangs, <laughs> you're going to lose arm. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to lose a hand. <laughs> you're going to be free of the use of your left uh, <laughs> appendages. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> are your legs weighing you down? Um, try fireworks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that uh, that's that's my uh, not a real specific news story, but I I encourage you to go and look at some of these displays because <laughs> yeah, this is gonna uh, be big. This is gonna be a big. And I'm a little shell shocked. Like every time I see a crowd or an advertisement for a crowd, I I am a little like, oh my god. It is a if you are watching currently the uh, play hockey playoffs. Oh in, yeah, it's very 100%. confusing. But if you look at when they're in Vegas versus when they're in Montreal, it's very apparent. America's uh, back. America, a hundred percent. They are back. They're like, oh god, it's crazy. I even I did comedy in Calgary for the first time in seven months. Mm. And I was like, oh, God, there's, like, people here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was very, like, I was like, oh, this is pretty, it's just, it felt strange. So every time I see these things, I truly am just like, oh, my God, like, uh, this is, it seems like it's not good. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. if everyone's vaccinated and the vaccinations work, it should be good. Yeah. I guess we got to go back sometime to normal life we have to go back sometimes so uh if if you're wanting to celebrate july 4th head down to um your local corner and wait for the fireworks to start happening yeah right on right on should we move to the the cocktail yes please oh my god um (laughs) this was i was kind of like this is a hard one because i mean there's lots of great historical uh, drinks, but this mm-hmm. uh, I felt like this represented uh, sort of the uh, epitome yeah, of the holiday. Yeah, kind of, because <laughs> it's just so much and it doesn't make sense. And it's yeah. way, it's just so, it's such a loud drink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is l- truly yeah. called uh, the 4th of July cocktail. And it was invented, uh, the recipe was invented by Guy Fieri. Yes. Which is also over the top. 
A hundred percent. So fits in with this perfectly. I typically hate like when we have to do like just like pick a random cocktail that somebody just mm-hmm. invented, but for some reason I was so tickled by this <laughs> because it's just like the loudest American, yeah, uh, and then the loudest cocktail, and it's just so much. So what goes into it? Actually, <laughs> it sounds gross, but I bet it's mm-hmm. delicious too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. here's what goes into the uh, first of all, it's a layered uh, cocktail. It's a right. red on the bottom and then uh, blue on the top. So you get that red, white, and blue look kind of. Yeah. Um, and what goes into it is one ounce of watermelon schnapps, one big splash of cranberry juice, <laughs> one very thin sliced jalapeno pepper, mm-hmm. one slice of lemon, one slice of lime, one and a half ounces of tequila. A quarter ounce of blue carousel, half an ounce of simple syrup, and also a watermelon wedge for garnish. Yes. <laughs> it's it's spicy. It's sweet. It's red. <laughs> it's blue. It's now so- I couldn't find a I couldn't find watermelon schnapps. So I just used watermelon um oh now what what's it called? The um like juice like actual juice. Just no, watermelon. no, no. Watermelon the um a watermelon white, white claw. claw white claw yeah i put a little white claw <laughs> that's the uh white it's... claw's american yeah it is <laughs> i think i don't know it's so here's how you make it you mix the schnapps and the cranberry juice together so if you're carla just mm-hmm. pour a little white claw in there a little cranberry juice <laughs> uh, put it into a shaker pour it into an ice-filled glass and then you're going to want to muddle the jalapeno pepper, lemon and lime slices, tequila, blue carousel, and simple syrup. Um, and then just uh, muddle it and then put it into a shaker. Slowly strain it into the glass uh, over the red layer, which would have been the, you know, like the watermelon juice, essentially. And the cranberry juice. Yeah. And the cranberry yeah. juice. So you're going to pour the blue layer over the red layer. And it should uh, potentially, if you strain it properly, sit mm. nicely on top there. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds kind of delicious. Um, I didn't get a chance to make it this week. Carla, you said you tried it. Yeah, it's very good. I, um, I will try to, uh, to take a picture of my, it's failed. I failed it. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe I'll try to do it again. Yeah, I'm going to try it this weekend for sure to try and get it like get going on the train here. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, there's a lot of booze in there. There is. Um, Hey, there's fruit. There's fruit, there's booze, it's everything. It's it's loud, it's it really fun. is everything. Yeah. Uh it's also a little bit about Guy Fieri. Uh, if you don't hmm. know who Guy Fieri is, he's the he's the famous chef with the bright bleach blonde hair. Mm-hmm. So he's a an American uh restaurateur, so essentially he creates restaurants, art mm-hmm. author, Emmy award winning television presenter. He co-owns three restaurants in California, uh New York, Las Vegas, and is known for his various television series on the Food Network. Um, so the New York Times reported that Guy Fieri became the face of the network, bringing an element of rowdy mass market <laughs> culture to the American food television. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also is known for attracting more male viewers than any other uh, chef on the really? network to, over to the Food Network. Yeah, interesting. So I just <laughs> if. If there's anybody that screams wearing uh, an American flag pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's just 60 years old with a visor with that blonde hair sticking out. (laughs) I just love this image. Yes. But um, with this drink in his hand. 
with Yo. a firework in the other hand. You know, you really could put what are those um sparklers? You could, if you put a sparkler oh, in this drink, hundred oh, percent you could put a sparkler. Go. Okay, you guys, we're up in the ante on this. Put yeah. a sparkler. We're gonna in light there. on fire now and uh, watch there. your hands. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so we'll post uh we'll post uh the drink and we're gonna throw a sparkler in there for fun so uh, yeah look for that check it out on our socials <laughs> uh, do you have any fun facts for us i do and actually there are some of them are about i have quite a few interesting facts but i did get a little distracted by uh, guy fieri because there's a thing that came out on reddit that he was actually this amazing person not that i you know didn't know but he actually started the restaurant employee relief fund during covid and he's raised $21.5 million for uh, people working in the restaurant industry. Wow. He, when Florida lifted the ban on gay marriage in 2015, he officiated 101 same-sex weddings to honor his gay sister. Fuck this guy. And, more exciting, uh, your love, my love, Melissa McCarthy, oh. apparently based her character from bridesmaids on Guy Fieri. <laughs> but they wouldn't let her dye her hair. She wanted to wear her hair that, and they were like, you can't be Guy Fieri. Oh my God, she is. <laughs> I have been on a Melissa McCarthy. Oh. I cannot stop lately. Love you so turned me on to Thunder. Uh, oh yeah, Thunder Force. Thunder Force. And it's, oh, I cannot stop watching her with that crap. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's so good. Uh, schnapps. Yes. Uh, we've talked about it a couple times. I can't remember. You probably have said it, but I was like, what is schnapps? <laughs> yeah, tell me again. Uh, so it's made by fermenting fruit juice, basically. Okay. Uh, along with a base liquor. So kind of like a fruit brandy. So it's very fancy. It- the other, I, I know we went through a lot of butter stuff, butter, butternut schnapps. <laughs> butter... <laughs> But butter ripple schnapps. schnapps yes when we were doing uh i was at the top but not uh what was the it? uh not a tom collins a uh tom Selleck. was that what it was no it tom was Selleck? not the tom Selleck. put your finger over your lip because he's got a mustache. yes <laughs> uh so i know we went through a lot of that so yeah we were basically just drinking a brandy uh but actually normally it's made now where they just steep the fruit after the fermentation or distillation Oh, so I see. Not. So they're just adding it to essentially like yeah, a malt not, liquor. Yeah, it's not really the same. I've been noticing um, that on the back of a lot of cans lately. It just says alcohol. <laughs> like it doesn't, yeah. you're like, bog, like it doesn't tell you yeah. what the process is. They're just like, don't worry, there's booze in it. Yeah. You're like, what, what kind? They're like, no, no, we don't need to talk about it. You're like, malt liquor. That's why it's only 100 calories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, don't, oh, okay. Don't ask any uh, questions. If you grow a third nose, <laughs> your own fault. Um, in Germany, though, it's actually very, it's uh, traditionally uh, cr- like thought of as a strong spirit with at least 32% AB, ABV or 64th proof. Well, you know, it does trick you because it is like, it's pretty fruity, but like peppermint, sh- people always joke oh. about getting hammered on peppermint schnapps because it <laughs> is pretty high. It's high proof. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, July 4th. First week of July is actually one of the busiest travel weeks of the year, oh. which I was surprised to hear. Uh, but I guess, you know, everybody's going out camping, school's over. Right. It's kind uh, of the big first weekend of the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Much like it is in Canada, it is the first long weekend of the summer, essentially. Exactly. So everyone is out. Yeah. Uh, hot dogs. Obviously, we could mention them a thousand times in this podcast. They are the food of choice. Love a dog. 
150 million are eaten on July 4th. Oh my god. That's a lot yeah. of tube steak. Well, yep. Yeah. Also, <laughs> the Philippines, mm-hmm. they also celebrate their independence on July 4th. Very cool. Uh, they celebrate their independence from the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Love the dichotomy. Who kept them as a, I think it was a colony, uh, up until 1946. And a Spanish col- col- colony before that. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Because it was uh, an interesting place. It is an interesting place because the Tacalo language is like a um, a very, like it has very Spanish tendencies. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of their literature was in Spanish. And then when the U.S. took over, it was and then moved to English. Yeah. And they have a lot of like American stuff there, like restaurants and, yeah. and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, have you ever eaten at Jollibee's? No. Oh, that is good Filipino chicken. Oh, okay. It's very, very hungry. hungry. We have one on McLeod Trail here, so check it out. (laughs) Uh, Back to a little history. When was America's independence declared from Britain? 1776. Yep. What day? July. I don't want to ruin your lead-in because I know what it is. (laughs) July 2nd. Yeah. (laughs) By the Continental Congress. I don't want to bury your lead. Yeah, uh, it wasn't adopted uh, into Congress until the 4th. So that's kind of where we get oh. the 4th. Which is uh, funny because they're just like, now they're like, July 2nd would have been like the fir- you know, like a little closer to the first weekend of the month. So they're really yeah. like, but now they're like, oh, the 4th. <laughs> well, now we've that's always a th- the th- it's Thursday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, independence wasn't actually celebrated until July 8th. But they did have a big party with a parade and the firing of guns. So fireworks have been going on since the, July the dawn of time. The dawn of, of the time. well, July eighth, seventeen seventy six. The British in London only found out uh, August thirtieth <laughs> that America wanted to be independent from them. Do you know what I love the the sort of. Um, similarities and arrogance of the british and the americans because mm. they both like regard each other as trash yeah like <laughs> like they're they're like the brits could really give a fuck what's going on in america yeah and the americans are just like what even happens there like when you hear them talk about each other you're like you're both pretty like affluent countries that have had a lot of <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're basically very similar. Very in similar. Yeah. And they're kind of just like, oh, get... Like, they, they just couldn't think less of each other. Uh, most delegates did not sign the document. You know, the signing of the Declaration of Independence. I do. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it I wasn't was... there, but I saw it in a movie. Oh, you weren't there? Oh, okay. no. You could have been, on, you know, silly at this point. All these lies, these myths. Yeah, uh, a lot of them signed it on August second. Some waited until later to sign because you were kind of signing like your potential death warrant because you were uh, this was treason, right? Uh, so it was actually not made public until January seventeen seventy seven. So about six months later. Oh man, you get real burned for that in these days. I don't know. That's unreal. <laughs> uh, John Adams, the second president, and Thomas Jefferson, the fourth president, played by David Diggs, uh, died on July 4th, 1826, on the same day. And Calvin Coolidge, the 30th president, was born on July 4th, 1872. Uh, yeah. 
Very cool. So you hear that big crash and bang? Yeah, what happened? Well, my I was uh <laughs> I leaned my head forward and my headphones flung off and <laughs> knocked my microphone out and my computer. Well, I, it was a firework, uh, an explosion of excitement is what it was. Uh, <laughs> You're like, really? The 30th president was born on July 4th. I, was, I always wondered My that. headphones literally came off. Kablam. Um, <laughs> it was my own little fireworks display um, <laughs> in tribute to the celebration. <laughs> uh, are those your interesting facts, Carl? Those are my interesting facts. Oh, my God. Uh, another doozy. I, yeah, interesting. Lots to lots to talk about in this one. I think you could do like I mean uh, I'm sure when something is just like a historical date and everything like that, you could do 44 episodes on it. Wouldn't yes. cover it, but yeah. um, I hope you guys enjoyed this one, and I hope you try this insane cocktail. Yes, uh, which we'll obviously post the recipe for. Um, this has been so much fun, and we hope you guys continue to listen like subscribe comment review all of the press anything you can press press it <laughs> press it and then yeah. tell our moms that we're doing stuff yeah please uh, <laughs> they keep telling us we're not working we are i'm a, wor- I'm a worker um, yeah so we love you guys so much uh please head on over to our website uh lifepairingspodcast.com where you can find in the top right corner the Patreon button which will take you over to our Patreon website which has all kinds of fun exciting uh, exclusive content that only you will be able to uh, check out bonus episodes uh, series learn how to drink in the proper glasses wine beer whatever you desire and Um, it starts at I believe it's two dollars a month it might yeah. be three dollars a month, depending on your currency. Yeah, we. I think we made Amer like for the July Fourth episode. We switched it all over to American currency, or <laughs> we make that mistake at the beginning, and now we can't fix it. <laughs> yeah, that might have been what happened. But uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, head on over there uh, if you if you like what you hear, and there's always a little more content over there uh, specific to our Patreon listeners. Um, in the meantime, uh, we uh, thank as always uh, the folks at comedy here often podcast uh you can check them out at at show uh pod network on facebook instagram all that kind of stuff and there's like just some of the coolest uh most interesting funniest podcasts over on the network and we're so grateful that they continue to host us and uh, let us be a part of the team so head on over to check that out and uh have a great week happy july 1st july 4th july 2nd 8th and (laughs) (laughs) whatever you celebrate in july with fireworks and overeating yeah put your mask on take it off we don't care uh just light some fireworks and have some fun so uh we love you and keep listening and thanks so much thanks guys (laughs) 